But tonight we're going to resume teaching from last month on the prophetic mantle or on the mantle. Part two is going to be dis discussing specifically what are the functions of a mantle. And there are five that I'm going to cover. I'm sure there's lots more. So be before we start, we want to just briefly do a review from last month's teaching. A mantle, as you may recall, is a garment. I think at that time I had my shawl. It's basically um, a, a, a cloak like this. This is a cloak, though, but this is, this is a, a mantle. And it's worn to protect someone. It's worn to keep them warm. And that's what they were originally. But now we're in the 21st century we're talking about mantles. And now we're all super spiritual about these mantles. But we do, that, we do know that mantles do exist. And they're very similar to the anointing or gifting. But they're not the same thing. And that's why we talk about them. A mantle can also be worn by military people. Originally, that's where you probably saw them, like a garb of some sort on a military person. And then like uh, what they call them, those things they put on their chest, almost like um, in uh, oh, Ephesians 6 with the, you know, putting on your whole armor of God. It's like your protection. It protects the inner parts of a person. That part of you that's most vulnerable to an attack to an injury of some sort. So a mantle clads, C-L-A-D-S, clads, encases, and shrouds the wearer, shrouds or covers them, protects them. They get tight in them, cover it up. So that's what a mantle is. That's naturally, we're gonna talk about spiritually what they are. The difference between a mantle and the anointing The, um, trying to get to the right page here, going too fast. My arrow down won't work on this computer for some reason. One second, folks, sorry. Maybe if I do it that way, it will work. Yes. A few characteristics or differences between the anointing and the mantle. The anointing or the impartation, remember Chanel was here and the Lord had me uh, touch her. He was imparting something to her. Sometimes he needs a vessel to release an impartation. But sometimes you could just stand there and receive it too. Because it's all about faith. Your spirit man is open to the spirit realm. Okay? Because we occupy two places at the same time. Natural realm, spirit realm. So you have the anointing, you have the impartation, and you have the gifts. They're all three different from a mantle. But sometimes we want to say that, you know, the mantle is anointing. Yeah, it can be. The mantle basically encompasses all of those, all three of those. It is stronger than the anointing or an impartation. The anointing comes and goes and can lift. Although it is tangible and can dissipate or disappear or vanish can dis dissipate or disappear or vanish or you can even see you know sometimes you can see the glory cloud you can see that with the with the uh the anointing with the mantle you really can't 
So it's, it's, it's a different, unless the Lord shows you spiritually with your spiritual eyes as if, um, well, you know, like seers, like Jessica was seeing the angel. If God opens her eyes spiritually, she could see a mantle. She could see the mantle that I wear if, if the Lord shows you that. So the, the mantle, you can't really see it, but the anointing, you really can. The anointing comes and goes. It rests upon people. It comes into the room. There's different types of anointing. The Holy Spirit controls the anointing as he wills. We, we, are, we move the Holy Spirit to cause the anointing to flow and to manifest with our worship and our praise. But it's controlled by Holy Spirit. The mantle is controlled by the person who wears it. Okay. The anointing comes and goes. It can lift. The anointing can be inside a person or upon the individual. He cannot control it. It comes on, it comes and goes. As you guys, we were here in our demonstration. We, it was so awesome. God taught us before we started teaching about this is that how the anointing comes and goes in the room. Um, Jesus, Jesus, what was Jesus called? Jesus was the anointed one. Christ means Jesus Christ. Christ means the anointed one. His presence is manifested through Holy Spirit or to us spiritually, only through the spirit realm. But Jesus was fully man and he was fully God. So as fully man, he was the example of how we are to walk now in the earth and how the Holy Spirit can come upon us. Remember when he was baptized, how the Holy Spirit came upon him when he came up from out of the water? Very same uh, principle. Nothing's changed. Nothing's new. A mantle is always present with the person. It is a part of him or her. It is in their spirit. It is them. It is the spirit of the prophet. It is the spirit of the apostle. That is the mantle. The mantle and the prophet are one. They become one. The mantle is a different manifestation than the anointing. It is God releasing his power to the person. So he's giving it, packaging it up and giving it to the person, the power. Versus just, not just, not versus, but he also does this as well with the prophet or the apostle. He also causes the anointing to be in them and to flow through them. So there is, you know, the Holy Spirit is still in control of how that anointing flows. But an apostle or a prophet as God wills them, they can step into their office and flow out of that mantle. You know, the mantle is what they, they carry, that, that power, that anointing, and that authority. Those are the, the, the five things we're going to talk about. Power, anointing, protection, respect, and authority. All those come with the mantle. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about the mantle. We, we just mentioned Jesus Christ. Um, as the anointed one. When we talk about the word anointed, it means commissioned. That person is commissioned 
if you're anointed. You're commissioned to do something. The word commissioned is a commandment. So we are commanded to be whatever God calls us to be. It's, it's him that determines who we are. No one else, no man can do it. Only, only Jesus can do that. Anointed, Jesus was anointed as Messiah. Anywhere, anyways, he was the prince, a messianic prince. He was anointed king. He was king of the Jews. He was anointed high priest of Israel. And this is the same as God anointed Cyrus. Cyrus the king, he was one of the anointed kings. So the anointed one is one that has authority. It doesn't mean they have to be saved. You know, or, or God's uh, following God. God can anoint who he wants. He anointed King Cyrus, and, and King Cyrus was not a saved person. God uses people that are not Christians in positions of authority. It is he who raises kings and sets them down. And in Daniel chapter 2, verse 21, it says, and he changes the times and the seasons. Who? God. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. When the Lord wants to accomplish something, he will use whomever he chooses, saved or unsaved. He will anoint whomever he wants to accomplish a particular purpose for a particular reason and for a period of time. We know that King Saul was wearing the mantle of king. We also know that David was also anointed king before King Saul died. He was just waiting for his time, his position, for him to step into position. And that's another key word, position. David had the anointing to be king in 1 Samuel 16, but Saul, he had the mantle. 1 Samuel 9 and 10, both chapters. So you'd have to read that to really get the gist of it. Elijah was anointed, this is Elisha, was anointed to be prophet of the land in 1 Kings 19, verse 16. And Elijah is the one who had the mantle. So you can be anointed and be commissioned, but not yet have the mantle. Okay? And so just because a person's anointed doesn't mean they have a, pos have a possession of a mantle that God has given them. So after he was anointed, Elijah, he was the same man as before. The only difference was that he was now publicly marked. He was publicly marked outwardly for a particular service for the Lord. Now, in the same way, the apostles in the New Testament laid their hands on those who were going to undertake a particular task for the Lord in Acts chapter 6, verse 6, and Acts chapter 13, verse 3. By laying their hands on them, the apostles communicated their fellowship in a public symbolic act. Very similar to what we do when we commission elders, licensed ministers, and ordained ministers. The fivefold ministry gifts, your apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, are all spiritually marked and publicly marked. 
They're marked in the spirit by God, by, as Jesus uh, assigns them, right? He's the ones that assigns them in the church. See, Jesus is the head of the church. He's the one that assigns them. And God makes sure they're marked. So spiritually, somebody knows who you are. And you, you may not know who they are because, you know, we're occupying two places. We're not opened up fully to the spirit realm. If we were, we would be able to see who was who based on their mantles and based on their title and their positions. Maybe the crowns they wear or what have you. We do know that angels, you know, are um, angelic beings, are supernatural beings. And some have wings, some don't have wings. And some are considered uh, higher ranking than others. We taught that. We talked about the angels. We'll have to talk about angels again this year. Because we really need them. Angels are so, going to be so important in the last days. These last, last days. Okay, here's a natural example. Prince Charles is anointed to be the sovereign of the UK. But Queen Elizabeth has the mantle. Right? You can function and operate in an anointing and not have a mantle. Remember this. The anointing comes and goes as Holy Spirit wills, not as man wills. Some believe only the two governmental offices possess mantles. There is no scripture to support this. Some believe only the two governmental offices possess mantles. But there is no scripture to support this. And to be honest with you, the fivefold ministry gifts, there's no scripture to support that any of them really have a mantle. We do know that in Old Testament that the prophets had mantles. We do know at least that. Okay? So you really can't be in scripture and make scripture say something that you want it to say or what you want it to believe. You can only teach and believe what's in the Bible and what the Holy Spirit uh, may reveal to you through revelation knowledge. So if we look at, for example, Oral Roberts, many say he was an apostle, but the position was not, was not recognized until today's time, that there even being apostles. You know, he was really ahead of his, his time. But truly, he was a builder. He built that whole campus. There was so much that God gave him to do. And then you have people like Billy Graham and Reinhard Bunke and Catherine Kuhlman, all of which were very powerful evangelists. And I must say, because of the weight, the weightiness of their call, the size of their call, they had to have had some form of mantle that they were carrying and some form of mantle that they were able to release back into the earth realm for someone else to pick up. They're, you know, talking about mantles is really a deep, deep, deep discussions. So we're really just touching the surface of them, mainly just through an explanation and not really any detail. So based on their assignments and their commission, something else heavier had to be upon them as we start talking about what the purpose and function of mantles are, especially one of them being protection. 
okay? And being able to have resources, unlimited resources in the spirit realm. So let's look at the scripture. Let's read Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13, verses 1 through 7. This scripture is regarding uh, God's government. It's how we are to submit to government. So beginning at verse 1, we're going to read Romans chapter 13, verse 1 through 7. I think I have the New King James Version written here. I also have in parentheses some explanation words that I might add and throw in. So it, it begins, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. That means higher powers. For there is no authority or power except from God. And the authorities or powers that exist are appointed by God, meaning ordained by him, commissioned by him. Verse 2, therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. The King James Version says they shall receive to themselves damnation. Wow. Verse 3, for rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same, meaning those in authority. Verse 4, for he, meaning those that God has appointed, for he is God's minister to you for good. That means for good means for your benefit, even if it may not be enjoyable or desirable. Uh, for he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain. For he, meaning God's minister, is an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Did you guys know that was in here? Okay, verse 5. Therefore, you must be subject, not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake. For because of this, you also pay taxes, for they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. I guess you could put the word in there, tithe. <laughs> for because of this, you also pay tithes, for they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render, therefore, to all their due. Taxes, to whom taxes are due. Customs, to whom customs. Fear, to whom fear. Honor, to whom honor. That's the end of verse 7. That's a pretty deep verse of scripture. I would advise you to, you know, continue to meditate on it and ask God to give you some clearer understanding of it but uh, he's telling us what our role is to those he has put in place and this is how his government is to operate he puts them in place and we are to follow be subject to, to the government as long as as far as I can say as long as they're following God you don't have to do that if they're not following God amen 
use the word good very quite frequently in that scripture. So each mantle is individualized and depicts a unique divine election. That means position or function in the kingdom and authority of that calling required for operating and functioning. They'll receive a certain specific assignment, function, duty, um, and authority. The prophetic mantle gives those who are called to carry the mantle of the prophet the prophetic power and authority to access higher realms of the prophetic than the spirit of prophecy and the gift of prophecy. And we talked about prophecy is what we do, but a prophet is what we are or who we are. Prophecy is what we do. So those five functions, five purposes. The first one's power. God, Holy Spirit is the source of the power for the op for the gift to operate. Holy Spirit is is the power. So let's give a demonstration. I was given this years and years ago, and I still use it of turning on the lights, turning on the light switch, and what and finally seeing the light manifested. So God the Father, who is the creator of all things, he is the source of the electricity, meaning he created electricity with his mouth. He says, so let it be. He said, Electric let electricity be. Jesus, who is the son, says, I do whatever my father tells me to do. Or I do whatever I see my father do. He's the administrator. He causes it to happen. He causes the electricity to be. Remember the word is spoken? And then it manifests itself. You gotta think of, think about this in a spiritual sense. So if Jesus is the connection source. Father, God's the Father is the commander or the commander in chief, and Jesus is the connection source. He's the one who's gonna activate this electricity. He's the conduit for the electricity. Maybe he's the substance of electricity. Then the Holy Spirit is the power behind the electricity to cause the manifestation of the shock <laughs> or the light to come on, the spark or what have you. So Holy Spirit is the demonstrator. He causes the release of the manifestation of the power so light can be. God said, let light be, and it was. God gave the command, Jesus the word created it, and Holy Spirit manifested it into reality, our reality from the spirit realm into the natural realm. The prophet can say, the word of the Lord is, and it is. Selah. It has to be there, though. He has to be a prophet. If he does it, and he's not a prophet, then it's coming from flesh. Or if he's, got, he's dealing with the wrong spirit, could come from the enemy. Whew, deep. Behold it, because I am holy. 
you want holy flow flowing from you, you will be holy because Holy Spirit is holy and Holy Spirit is in you and you are holy. Amen. The prophet's measure of faith is greater than someone who prophesies. It's greater than the person prophesying under the gift of this prophecy because you got the gift and then you got the spirit of prophecy. Therefore, the prophet's utterances will carry a heavier weight of glory and power. Let's look at two examples of the power released by the mantle. Second Kings 2 and 8. Second Kings 2 and 8. We're talking about power. Manifested power. It says, now Elijah took his mantle, he rolled it up and struck the water, and it was divided this way and that, so that the two of them crossed over on dry ground. That was power as a result of his mantle. Right? Second example, Second Kings 2, verse 13. Same chapter, verse 13. He also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. He, the verse 14, he took the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and struck the water with it. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah? He asked. When he struck the water, it divided to the right and to the left, and he crossed over. The same, same principle here is that the mantle is what caused, that was released from, the, mantle, the power released from the mantle is what caused the miracle. And if you do some studying and reading about, I don't know if, I think I may have that scripture in here where how um, it was after uh, all the prophets were killed and Elijah thought all of them were going to come after him and he started hiding in the cave. And I remember he wasn't hearing God's voice. And then he finally heard him when he, you know, he heard him when he clothed, he got in his mantle and he clothed up in his mantle and he could hear that still small voice of God speak to him, tell him what to do. Number two, position. So the second function or purpose or result of a mantle is position. You have position. We've been talking about this for a long time. Get in your position. Stay in your position. What is your position? Do you know what your position is? Do you know where you're supposed to be? You should. If you have Holy Spirit, why don't you? <laughs> There's no way we should be, we should never be walking around blindly, misled, hearing voices, out of place, and floundering, drawback spirits, or whatever. We should never, because we have the Holy One. We have the Holy Spirit that leads and guides us and lets us know where we are. And there's such a peace when you know you're where you're supposed to be and you're with Him. You know, you have this peace. You don't feel like you're you're running and guilty about anything. So position, number two. The word position means to set in place. It means assigned. Like, Sheila, that is your assigned seat. Assigned. Appointed. You have been appointed to do this. Appoint, placement. 
you have been placed. And it means divine order. Position also means order. Because if you're in your place and this person is their place and this person is in their place, there's an order. If somebody's out of place, you got chaos, you got disorder. If we are out of position, we are out of order. The President of the United States of America has the position which demands respect. With the position comes authority and responsibility. Position affects one's power to act. If you have a position and you've been assigned that position, it tells you within it the limitations of your power to act, what you can do and what you cannot do, right? That's what position is, and that's what a mantle will do. It positions that person in the spirit realm where they're supposed to be. So if you do not have a mantle and a God has not called you a prophet, and you, Jesus has not called you a prophet, and you know that you're not a prophet, you're still trying to figure it out, then stay where you are until you get put in position. Because if, if you are out of position, you are uncovered. You can be hurt. You can be wounded. You can affect a lot of other people from being out of position. So let's look at 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 13. I think I read this one already. Maybe not. So it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped, I talked about it already, wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? So if you, it's like a what are you doing here type thing. He's out of position, apparently. I said, what are you doing here? Are you supposed to be here? Are you supposed to be over there? Why are you here? <laughs> he was kind of hiding out, right? Was he out of position? He knew what his position was, but he really was out of position. He probably was more out of position in the natural than he was in the spirit, because that's not going to go anywhere, um, what God had called him to do and to be. He was talking, he was in position because he was, God was still talking to him. And so he and he was listening. And because he, he listened and he, he was able to receive God's instruction. First Kings 19, 19, he anointed Elijah prophet. This is where Elijah was supposed to go and anoint Elijah prophet. Uh, and he, he said the mantle caused Elijah to follow God and pursue his divine destiny. So what he did is he threw his mantle upon Elisha. That was 1 Kings 19, verse 19. And that's just another example of position. Elijah was where he was supposed to be, so Elijah received the anointing. He just kind of threw the mantle on him. He hadn't really released it to him completely because, remember, he wanted a double portion. And what he was doing is he called him. That was his calling. And then he had to leave his, his family and go and follow Elijah. And then we, I was going to read here, um, a prophet has authority by God to operate in the heavenlies in both the natural and spiritual realm. So he operates especially 
in the in the spiritual realm, but whatever he's doing in the in the spiritual realm manifests itself in the natural. Things begin in the spirit and are released in the natural. Okay, so the the next one. Okay, we talked about um, position and power. I got ahead of myself. Authority, because that, that was what I was trying to say with the authority part. Um, he is given the authority to make decisions, and this is even the president because of the executive orders that he has, because of the job that he has. Even if you don't approve of those uh, decisions, when God has given um, a person the authority to act in a certain way, then his orders are coming from God. This is a part of the mantle. And going to go now from authority to protection. Talked a little bit about protection. While they're in the position, they have the protection of the mantle. The mantle brings an inherent protection with it. We know that the president, when he um, becomes president, he ha finally has, you know, he has the CIA. He has, he has all these bodyguards around him now. You know, he's protect actually protected for the rest of their life. They have assigned people that are with them until the day they leave this earth. They also receive compensation up through that time as well um, for the role that they play. And that's why you always, they will always still be considered president. They'll still call him President Bush or President Obama because that really is due them, that position that they have, they have uh, received. He has the power to make decisions that we mere civilians can't make. In that protection, it's a spiritual covering. A spiritual covering in the, in the spirit realm. You know, people walk around and say, you ought to be under covering. You know, you need a pastor, you need this, you need that. Well, this is specifically where that comes from. Spiritually, if you have a spiritual covering, you have someone that's praying for you, watching over you, guarding you, the angelic, the angels, the host of angels, uh, those individuals that who possess the mantles that are strong mantles have, you know, they, I, I don't want to use the word slew. <laughs> that's my, <laughs> that's my flesh talking there, but large numbers, huge numbers of angelic beings that, um, that surround you. I just, I just came into mind, just dropped into my mind about my home and how, you know, I feel like I'm just, I, I'm there. Angels live there. I don't live there. <laughs> it's more of them than there is of me because, you know, I have a host of them that are in my home and my dwelling. So with, uh, from the spiritual covering, it's a supernatural protection. It comes from the ideal of a covering in the natural. A mantle can easily be seen to represent a spiritual covering. Just as Elijah served as a spiritual covering for Elisha, mantles usually refer to spiritual authority and covering by God. So God has put them in a place. And this is where we, where we talk about spiritual coverings in the natural. Um, God will place someone over you to watch over you or someone that you can, you can just really talk to. Or he'll tell secret things to that he won't tell anyone else, but he'll tell to that person. So those are like for, for intimate relationships that God will have with some of his servants. Psalm, Psalm uh, chapter 20, verse 6 says, Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his hev holy heaven 
with the saving strength of his right hand. God himself just has that divine protection for his servants. I, I was thinking another one, one night I was home and I was just kind of meditating or probably I was studying this and maybe it was this scripture, I don't know. But all the times I remember that my life could have went poof, 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 poof about four or five, six times. I just saw it go right before my eyes. But God saved me from it. Really just scary times. The most scariest one was the one when the, the car that I was in, you know, hit black ice and was spinning in the air. That was the, probably the most scariest one. And I didn't have, at the time, I had no thought of me dying. All I knew is that I was to call on Jesus and you're going to stop the car. <laughs> Jesus, you got to stop it. And sure enough, it just stopped. Just like this, midair. Something grabbed hold of it and just set it right side of the street. It was on the interstate, rather, right on the right side of the interstate. I mean, that was a mishap. That could have been crazy. That should have been a bloody mess. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a couple other ones like that, too, and some other things that have happened for me. But I know you all probably have some of those things. Everybody has one or two of those near-death experiences. Oh, that you just think, oh, Lord, Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, God. A prophetic mantle is a spiritual garment of authority that endows the wearer with supernatural abilities, grace, and anointing of God to establish and accomplish the assignment and appointment. So it's not for not, not a reason. There has to be a reason. Always know you have, your life has purpose. Know what your purpose is. What are you supposed to do? What has he called you to do? It may not be anything real huge, but it's something that's impactful that is going to enhance the kingdom, progress the kingdom of God, and do something to leave legacy, even in your family. You know, some families, you know, you could be the first one saved, born again, and all the others follow. You just never know what your life can do for somebody. That's why it's so important to, to find what your position is and find out what it is God has called you to do. What What did you create me for? You are that important. <laughs> we are that important. He created us for something. And he's the one that knows. Nobody, you can't come to me asking me what he created you to do or what your calling is or what, what he wants you to do. Only God knows that. God knows that. He'll put people around you to help nurture you to get there. But he is the one that has the answers. Amen? And then number five, respect. The mantle brings respect. Just like we talked about the presidency being respected. It's a position. It's your, the position is what's respected because of the authority. It's a given. Spiritually, the mantle allows the individual to access spiritual realms and dimensions and levels that an average Christian cannot access. So already we know that because they're going to have this person, whoever they are, is going to have this respect because of where God has elevated them to. But in that elevation, people are coming to the Lord Jesus Christ because he's pointing them to, they're pointing them to God. So there's dimensions and levels that that person can 
encounter that maybe other people can't get there, but that person can help them get there. Or they can experience it by just sitting under the teaching. They get to where God wants them to be, right? So because of the depth of the call and uh, the anointing and the assignment, there could be numerous numbers of angels to assist the person to fulfill their purpose and their call and assignment. I know uh, Billy Graham, we went to Billy Graham's library and on the grounds where his his memorial is and his home is and all that, there's angels still there guarding that whole premise. They're just all over there, numerous numbers. And you just sit, you just go and just sit and bask. (laughs) I'm gonna talk about outdoors, (laughs) not even inside a building. It's amazing. So you're, um, a person's assignment may and can and will change, but the call and the office and the mantle remain the same. The mantle can be increased. There be, could be increased responsibilities that are placed upon that individual. God can increase the anointing. He can increase the call. And it's always based on our obedience and our level of faith. Assignments can change and should for spiritual growth and maturity. Consider uh, that one of the reasons David did not kill King Saul when he had a few occasions to do so was he knew Saul was still the king, right? Therefore, if he attacked him, he was coming against the position authority of that mantle. So you have to be very careful about what you say about people and how you feel about people and what you think about people. God is, he says, do not touch his anointed. And that includes you. That includes you as well. Don't, you know, it's like, whoa, is them. I just pray for them. I said, Lord, I give them to you, Father. I pray for them. But, you know, people don't understand that they can't just treat God's anointed people any kind of way. That position and authority is intact, just as that mantle is intact. Um, where else? I'm just going to close now. Um, I think it's been about an hour. Um, in conclusion, mantles are developed over a person's lifetime. And then you've heard, uh, and this is a whole other teaching about passing on of mantles. And that, that that is something I think that can happen. It's just like the transference of anointing over a person's life. You can release anointing into someone else. But if, you, if you're around a person long enough, you'll pick up on their anointing. They become somewhat like, like spirits. Um, one thing you want to do is you always want to be humble, you know, and you want to seek God for him and who he is and not for what he can give you, you know, and not what he, what he can do for you. We seek God and we love God and we praise God and we worship God because he is God. He is deserving of it. If, if, if not, we would, where would we be? Who would we be serving if we weren't serving God? There's always some, there's a choice to make. It's either you serve the Lord or you serve, you know, the evil side and go your own way or just walk around this earth blindly. As you know, the Bible talks about his people perishing because of lack of knowledge. Maybe it's not just lack of knowledge. They have knowledge, just don't want to do it. Being lazy. Not thinking that, you know, 
this world exists now and it is going to be eternal. Okay, we go back to what we talked about at the very beginning of the teaching, which was faith. You know, you have to realize that this world is here. There is a creator. There are more worlds out there. And our God is a real God. He can relate to us. He came and actually spent time with us. He is still with us, but in a different way. Now he's teaching us. He's ministering to us. But early on, he was here. And we were ministering to him. And then after we ministered to him, he came to spend time with us. And he gave us kisses and hugs. And he embraced us and caressed us. And just showed him, he showed us how much he enjoyed our presence and our praise. There's no, there's, that, that's a God there. That's a real God. That's the God we serve. Not those other gods out there. And those other gods out there, they're out there, they're real. And yeah, they may be providing them some resources and power and some other things. But we want to serve the only wise God the true God, Holy Spirit, God, God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, his Son, who came and died for our sins. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, let us pray. Close. Father, we thank you for your time of teaching us about mantles and helping us understand the spirit realm. We, we know that understanding the spirit realm and understanding faith and allowing you to take us through uh, times of discussion and talking about the scripture and positions and gifts are all about knowing you and, and who you are and how we're to operate in the kingdom. Because we are kingdoms. We're kingdom kids. We are God's kids. We're king's kids. And we know that we will possess the kingdom. We already have the kingdom. We already sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, ruling and reigning what you have given us to rule and reign over. We know that we have authority and dominion over the earth realm. We know that. We know that. Help us to receive it and walk in it and walk it out and follow you and find out what it is that you purposed us to be why you created us to be who we are. Why you gave us the gifts you gave us. Why you gave us the name that you gave us. Why were we born at this time, such a time as this? Lord God, we want those answers and we know that you will give it to us if we seek you with all our hearts. All our hearts and all our minds. And we love you tonight, Lord Jesus. We praise you, Lord God. Thank you, thank you for your mercy and your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, God. I think it was, oh, I don't know. We were there late till 10 o'clock or so. Yeah, it was very nice. Holy Spirit showed up and kind of took over. Yeah, sometimes, you know, after all that warfare, you know, the Holy Spirit has his way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Hi, Mommy Pastor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's so fun. Oh, okay. 
I hear her. Yeah. Okay. All right.